This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can't see Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're rocking out in that Fort Worth, Roanoke area. Buffalo Wild Wings, 3488 Highway 114. They are now open if you want to come see us. And right now... Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. We bring to you Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir. Hey, guys. Kevin, Corey, Mike. Good to be on with you, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, it's been a a great season. Clearly, this Cowboys team has been amazing at home. I'm curious if you could give us some insight about how important the next two weeks are, not only in terms of the standings, but to prove that this Cowboys team can beat quality opponents on the road. Uh, This is daunting without exaggeration. It's a daunting task uh, to go to Buffalo with a very dangerous team, very talented team. Uh, One that early was predicted to be a, a, if anything, a dominant team. And uh, their quarterback is outstanding and uh, it presents all kinds of problems for anybody. So this is a daunting task to even think about having to go from there to the other road game that we've got. And so uh, uh, buckle your, buckle your seatbelts. Uh, this is uh, every bit the challenge as we had last weekend. Uh, that's as it should be. Uh, if we could go up there and play the kind of game that we all would want us to play, it, it will be a major impetus to uh, us having the team that we want in the playoffs. Jerry, you, you did mention their quarterback, Josh Allen, and uh, we all kind of know what, what the dude is capable of, and then sometimes he turns the ball over. What do you look at as the thing that stresses your defense the most? Is it his ability to extend plays, just his size, the arm? What, what do you think of whenever you see Josh Allen? Uh, his running ability. Hmm. Uh, anybody that tells you any defense – any team of, uh, that's up against a defense that has a, uh, a really unique running uh, component. Uh, defenses normally aren't set up for the quarterback to be a major running component. component. Well, they are, and he makes yards on his own. He, uh, they're not blocked yards so often. He's just got that kind of size. Uh, that's uh, that's quite a challenge to a defense when you've got to stay home and play uh, play that quarterback run on top of uh, have your uh, uh, keys to whether it's pass or run. So uh, uh, that's the first thing we ought to keep in mind. And uh, uh, he's a load. Uh, he uh, uh, brings uh, a lot of yards after contact. Uh, that's rare, but that's effective. So uh, this is easily uh, – I frankly have to say, with all due respect to everybody we've played, this is one of the toughest quarterback challenges we've faced. 
Now, one of the players that has consistently been harassing quarterbacks for the last three years, Micah Parsons. And I, I know we've talked with you in the past about this. I was curious your thoughts about we've asked you about the lack of penalty calls in his favor. And Micah Parsons this week said the problem I see with officiating is I think it becomes a lot more ego and them than them actually wanting to make these calls. And so this is one of your players saying it's an ego issue with the refs. I, I know you feel good about the officiating, but what are your thoughts about Micah's comments? Well, I um, will say this, that uh, uh, our officiating uh, is not one for us to wear the badge or uh, be there to uh, critique. Uh, it's just not. It's uh, not effective uh, uh, in terms of our ability to win a game. And so I don't like to uh, really get into officiating discussions as to their effectiveness. Uh, I always go back to uh, I really came in as a natural uh, let the guys make the calls, get high-integrity people, let them make the calls. Uh, everybody has to live with the same integrity. Uh, you can get too much uh, things to look at out there, and uh, you come up with, well, on any play, you can call a penalty. And uh, to a degree, there's some of that. So uh, you have to appeal to just the overall judgment of the crew and say, let's keep this thing to where we haven't overly impacted the game by, uh, uh, by the wrong calls. On the other hand, uh, we've got to have, as a big component of being a good football team, you have got to be a disciplined team. And you've got to be one that plays uh, within the rules because you can uh, uh, eliminate uh, uh, the early, early uh, uh, parts of a drive by uh, uh, getting in long yarded situation. There's so many things, and I don't need to reiterate that to everybody listening. But the point is, uh, you've got a certain element in all sports where you've got to depend on the integrity, and then you've got to live with the frailties of being human. And uh, I, I have a little better uh, grace there than you might think. <laughs> I imagine. Well, Jerry, I, to stick a, to stick on Micah just a little bit, we've been discussing this pretty much at length, and you know how much of an impact he's had on the on each game, and and where he stands in this de defensive player of the year category. Where what would be your case for Micah to 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 earn and deserve that? Well, I, I think that he's so impactful in the design and the impact he has on just uh, game planning by the opposition. And I think that ought to be a big factor. Uh, Ernie Zampezi, the great Ernie Zampezi, was in early years, he was our offensive coordinator, but he came to us with all the respect in the world uh, because uh, he had played against uh, and had been around for years and years. And we would list at the end of the year our best players with our coaching staff. And invariably, you'd have Aikman right there at the top. You'd have Emmett, and you'd have, don't want to leave out anybody, but he'd go down that list, offense, defense. When his turn came, now he was the offensive coordinator. He'd put Charles Haley about eight inches above Aikman. <laughs> <laughs> he really would. 
And he said, I've been trying to defense this guy, offense, strategize against this guy when he is at San Francisco. And you have to do it now, our opponents do here. And he is a scheme wrecker. And he causes you to have to change what you really want to do with your personnel. Now, that's an impact, and that's hard to, to evaluate in statistics. They normally line up the same, but they don't have to. But Micah is a major impact against the plans of the offensive we play. I think when we all heard that Micah might have been under the weather last week, we had no concerns that he was going to play, and now it's hitting parts, other parts of the team. Brandon Cooks, Stephon Gilmore, Jalen Tolbert all missed yesterday due to illness. Any concerns that they would possibly miss the game on Sunday? Well, generally speaking, those type symptoms can be overcome at game time. Uh, you got to watch heavy fever. Uh, but other than that, uh, you can usually come around, hydrate, uh, and you've, you're, you're capable of, of uh, getting up to the task of playing in that game. Uh, you might not could do that practicing you might not could do that a couple of days before the practicing that might be counterproductive but in general uh, if you can uh, 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 get in there and be prepared and have done the reps to understand who you're going to be playing in front of and how you're going to do that uh, then you uh, usually don't lose a player because of flu now, speaking of practice things, the Cowboys attach photos of Bills defenders to the practice pads this week. I'm curious what you think of that as a motivational and physical tactic, and are there any motivational tactics from your football days that you could share with us? Well, I think that, uh, uh, you know, motivation is relative. Uh, sometimes it's just there, and you know what it means. Now, this team... As I said earlier, this team has got the respect. So they're coming out and hitting us in the nose is not going to slip up on us. We know that they're capable of doing that. And we know they're capable of uh, basically at home uh, being uh, uh, really uh, scary. And I use that word and not liberally, but they're capable of being scary. So motivation is not an issue this week. You know, Jerry, we were actually we were literally discussing the other day uh, the you know why we were asking the question why has the Super Bowl not been back in the DFW area, and we kind of went through our own thoughts and kind of scrambled that around a little bit. But then you spoke about it. Can you kind of elaborate? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Elaborate a little more about, because you said it needed to fit more of what y'all wanted to do, and I was just wondering if you could give me a little more understanding of what would compel you to bring another Super Bowl back to DFW. Well, I want to have another Super Bowl in DFW, and uh, uh, and I think it's it's natural that we would. Uh, I also said, I said, uh, our number one selling point, and Roger Staubach helped us make it when we got our first Super Bowl here, uh, uh, and that is, this is football country. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sounds a little corny or that sounds a little too broad, but it's really not. Uh, we're at the center of... Uh, the greatest game at its uh, uh, at its uh, uh, level of high school, at its level of interest at that level, at its collegiate level, and this North Texas area has uh, got the finest atmosphere about football there is in this country, and they've got more people that have that kind of interest in it in this country. It's an ideal place uh, to uh, have a Super Bowl to promote football and promote the NFL. And to a big degree, that's what we're trying to do with the Super Bowl. The viewing of it, the national, international viewing of it, uh, anybody will tell you our stadium is absolutely uh, state-of-the-art and is today in, uh, at the top of any list as far as television being able to work and present the game. And the fact that we don't have to worry about the elements here is a big part of the game. Uh, now, what... What about anything else that you might want to talk about? It would be, okay, what about uh, the aura of the part of the country that it's in? Well, frankly, our governor said it the best when he was talking to the people of FIFA of soccer, that if you want to show the world what it's for young people, how and where they ought to think and, and vibrant future and positive future and growth, and opportunity, if you want to show the world, don't do it on the coast. Show it right in Dallas, Texas, right in the center of the country. This is America. This is America. And so I thought the governor said that well when he was talking to him. I say that to uh, everybody regarding having a Super Bowl here. We ought to have one. Our system's different than it used to be, uh, and it's really not a beauty contest. Uh, it has a lot of technical negotiation. Uh, the NFL has gotten very, very proud of that Super Bowl. And so they really uh, extract a lot from a club or a city, a lot. And it's just not all financial. It could be uh, uh, future uh, games that they might want to play overseas. So there's a lot of involved in the trade. It hadn't fit for us. Uh, but it will fit at a point in time. Do you think the NFL is in danger at all of making the Super Bowl then not worthwhile for these host cities or the host teams, I guess I should say? No, they, they, uh, uh, that's not in the NFL. And by the way, I'm a big part of the NFL. <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, that's not in anybody's best interest. Uh, but it is uh, a noted thing that uh, uh, you can uh, – it bites you. Can uh, uh, you can feel a twinge now when you uh, do end up with a Super Bowl, and that's not just financial. 
And you also stated in the last couple of days, and, and for anybody who missed it, I was hoping you could spread the word or elaborate just a little bit, is if y'all are not inclined to want to give up a home game, and please tell me if that is correct or incorrect for international purposes, but if you do, you'd much rather play it in Mexico as opposed to now that the NFL is expanding out to Brazil. Well, Mexico is our natural foreign relationship. And uh, uh, I don't I mean, I'm reluctant to call it foreign, but uh, uh, it is. And, uh, you know, when I bought the Cowboys, the Cowboys before Internet and before the technology we have today, we were doing 10,000 Cowboy weekly uh, newspapers a week into Monterey, Mexico. Mm-hmm. 10,000 a week wow. that went down there. Uh, we've had our own uh, radio broadcast separate Hispanic broadcast, uh, that was going on for as many as 15 years before I got involved with the Cowboys. Uh, Our affinity, every time we touch the country of Mexico, we endear uh, interest and endear uh, all of the great Mexican lineage that is representative of the United States. It's big to the Dallas Cowboys, vaqueros to Dallas. It's very big to us to uh, have our second step uh, be in, a, in our Mexican fan base, both nationally and, and internationally. So that's where I'm coming from. Jerry, you drafted Mozzie Smith in the first round this year. How much has he improved from the start of the year to now have to fill in for Hankins until he's healthy? Well, uh, first of all, let's look and see where he could improve logically. Uh, didn't have to worry too much about improving his strength. We have a lot of players we say, well, let him get some additional size, let him work in the weight room for a year, uh, but, boy, he's a prospect and he'll be good. Well, he's a freak of an athlete, a freak of strength. Larry allen stuff. And uh, my mind, Larry's the strongest guy to ever be in the league. So the kinds of things that you think of at that nose guard sitting in there controlling the center – uh, controlling the center of the action, so to speak, uh, and you think of strength and you think of bulk and size, he's got that. That's always been the emphasis that he's had coached into him. Well, what you really would have, and he's got the athletic ability to accomplish that, is a quick twitch aspect of him, too, that could hit a gap or that could put pressure on a gap and go in there. Now, that would be phenomenal then you have really got a rare commodity in the middle. He's going in that direction. Now, I'm not going to, at this point, go that far in the accolades, but he has certainly improved, and that's what we would hope that we could see. This span where he's going to be having more snaps will give him an opportunity to do that, and you couldn't design a better place uh, than the next games that we've got, our schedule, and then uh, into the playoffs, you couldn't design a better laboratory to get Mozzie Smith, get him uh, where we uh, want him to be. Sorry to take a step back. I'm just so intrigued by the Cowboys' popularity in Mexico. With all of that in mind, would you have any issue with an expansion or a team moving to Mexico City permanently? Well, I uh, don't want to get into uh, expansion because uh, – uh, that, that's just really convoluted. But I will say this, that uh, uh, it's proximity 
uh, and uh, uh, to uh, us, and us being the United States, and its uh, uh, affinity for football, for American football, is um, really a big deal. The reason that I have fights, not the reason I'm a fight fan, I've always been a fight fan. <laughs> I boxed when I was a kid. And so my point is, uh, I've always had an affinity for boxing, but the main reason that we have the boxing matches and that we have the shows that we put on uh, with the Cowboys and with uh, uh, AT&T Stadium is the affinity that uh, uh, our Mexican fan base has for boxing. It's, it's uh, stronger, I think, than even soccer, and that's a pretty big statement, and that's an opinion. But still, it is big. It's bigger than any other country for uh, boxing. I'll never forget, I went down with uh, a great promoter and uh, uh, with Pacquiao and Bob Arams, and we went down to Mexico City with Pacquiao and met with all the media, and then we went back up to Monterey and met with that media and spent about two days. And, of course, tradition has it that you go to those places and then you have those long four-hour lunches out there drinking those margaritas. And so there's about 90% of the trip I don't remember. But other than that, it was the highlight of my life to be traveling with Bob Arum and Pacquiao there. But no matter where we went in those areas, it was phenomenal, the support uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. I've said that in this country, in my mind, in my mind, and I do not have the stats to back it up, but it wouldn't surprise me if 50% of the Mexican-Hispanic fans in this country are by Carlos de Dallas fans, Cowboy fans. Uh, and I know what it is, and uh, certainly on the northern border in the country of uh, down into Mexico City, I know what it is for the Cowboys. And uh, it's, a big it's a big emphasis for us. We want that uh, incorporated in what uh, the Dallas Cowboys are about. Appreciate the insight as always. Obviously, go get a big victory on Sunday, and we'll catch up with you next week. Boys, it's nervous, nervous time. I'm, uh, this is as light as you'll hear me is this conversation. It's downhill from here on out. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, good oh, sir. Fun, good day. There you go. Jerry Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.